Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservant. The great fundamental issue now before our people. That's a bummer. I don't know if the people can hear it, but I know they can hear it on the recording, so that's all that really matters. So if you're listening in podcast form, we appreciate you. I was just playing the Michigan fight song. Yeah, Michigan just beat the brakes off Ohio State down in the shoe in Columbus. I don't know why you can't hear it. I don't know why anybody can't hear it. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We're here. You heard it. You're happy. I heard it. That's all that matters is that I heard it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> big, win for, big win for Michigan football uh, on Saturday, right after we did our last show. Uh, things have gone a little bit downhill since then, Corey. I had a fucking pimento fall out of my olive and into my martini, so my life is essentially over. And I have no notes. So here we go. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> we going? Hold on. I need to just <laughs> take a little deep breath, fart a little bit. Uh, I think we're good to go now. Uh, there you go. Where do we want to start tonight, Corey? I don't know. Welcome in. This is... Jesus Christ. That's how lost I am. That's how lost I am on tonight's show. I did not get my routine in. The pimento fell out of my olive. It's just been been a rotten day. It's been absolutely terrible. I was at the Red Wings game last night. They lost in a shootout. So it's just been... Ever since Michigan won, it's like the universe is punishing me because I got the one thing I want out of every Thanksgiving season. And now it's time for life to go to shit once again. So anyway, he's Corey Walsh. And he is Dan Griffin. This is I'm really bummed I didn't get to listen to the Hail to the Victor song. I know. I don't know. Show's over. I'm really get sure. Out of here. I'm really sure why you can't hear it. You can't hear that? Nope. Something's fucked up. <laughs> That's me. I, I didn't hear it. Something's fucked up. That's right. It's, it's just been one of those. The podcast is found on social media and podcast platforms. Our website is podpage.com slash observative. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Libservative Pod. You can find our transcripts at Libservative Podcast at WordPress.com. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. <laughs> we did. We got one part right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm screwing with the settings. It's a bad time to do that. Anyway. Well, I'll tell you what's new. Warzone 2. On... Uh, the Xbox, I've been playing that a ridiculous amount to a point where I'm losing sleep at night because mm. there's this new game uh, mode called DMZ that's similar to Escape from Tarkov, and it's dope. Our video game nerds will appreciate that. Yeah, it's, I like it. It's not me. Uh, Marissa and I have been watching, uh, we started that Netflix series Wednesday, the, uh, the Addams Family show. Yeah, is that any good? It is. I honestly, I expected not to like it very much, but 
It's actually really good. It's basically a detective show. The chick who plays Wednesday Adams literally does not blink the entire time. It's actually really creepy and fantastic. It's directed by Tim Burton. That's yeah, that's phenomenal uh filmography right there. It's it's directed by Tim Burton and Tim Burton is one of my favorite directors of all time. So and he, you know what's funny about Tim Burton, isn't he? He's like one of those guys that's super polarizing. People love him or hate him. There's no like yeah. no, I think Tim Burton's okay. <laughs> I have I just love him. I love how everything he does has this dark jaded like gilded age esque feeling to it where it's like anything outside of the main character, it seems all shiny and bright. And then, well, that's what's in, that's what's interesting about him working on Adam's family projects is that the whole basically the whole point of the Adam's family is that they're like these weird, creepy, scary people that live in regular in the regular world. So it's really interesting to see like all the bright colors in the regular world, and then the people that are involved, the people just that are drab. that are actually in the family are just gray and typical Tim Burton. You know what I mean? So. Just- 365 days a year season of the sticks i dig it i love i just i love his like i've always loved his his scenery i've always loved that like the art in the settings that he puts out like i loved his two batman films batman 89 and batman returns are fantastic just because of the typical tim tim burton art form so if you are a tim burton fan and you haven't checked out wednesday yet i as as a huge tim burton fan uh, recommended. It is a little bit different than his normal stuff because there is kind of some like brightness and some some uh, some some so a little bit more humor to it. I know a lot of Burton films have humor, but it's generally like a darker humor. Uh, yeah, I humor- mean Edward Scissorhands. That was uh, Tim Burton, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, like look how like I mean Johnny Depp's character was like super dark and stuff. But remember, he was in just super bright pastel colored neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- yeah. yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Anyway, yeah, check it out if you're a Tim Burton fan and you haven't yet. It's a good. It's a. It's a good. It's a good couples show too. You know, like if you're me, if you're with your lady, she uh, she'll enjoy it for different reasons than you'll enjoy it if you're a male Burton fan. For some Netflix and chill. Yes. It's a Netflix and chill type show. No. (laughs) Oh, are you, are you speaking of the same type of Netflix and chill that the kids talked about eight years ago? Not the kids. You (laughs) fucking pedo. (laughs) We'll get to that uh, later on in the show, but we got, I think we got to start in China, Corey. All right. The people doth protest too much. Methinks Xi Jinping probably. <laughs> so yeah, so we're seeing some unprecedented uh, protests happening in China that are like on the scale of Tiananmen Square, and uh, draconian lockdowns, and they're tired of the censorship, and they're tired of the authoritarianism that comes from their government. And they're letting them know out in the streets at the risk of literally being killed. Where here you get a slap on the wrist for protesting. There you could probably just disappear forever. So I've been keeping up on this a little bit, but not like doing a deep dive into this because my original assumption was that like because <clears throat> you 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 feel like this happens with these. Uh, uh, autocratic regimes all the time there's like these like little mini uprisings and then they end up ultimately getting quashed and i think that's probably what's going to end up happening here but i was a little encouraged because this is like i think the most far spread protesting against 
um, I'm not even going to say it's necessarily against the CCP. It's really more against CCP policy, right? Which I guess ultimately makes it against the CCP. But it's, it's like the most it's like the most far spread one that I can remember seeing at least that like made it out to the West, right? Because I mean, how many how many times have these things happened where you know China and the CCP have just kind of kept it under wraps, been able to keep you, it under wraps, and you never found anything. out about it. Um, yeah, no, that's true. So like that, I I find that part encouraging, and I also find it encouraging because that because I think we look at uh, China and the CCP as having the most broad and strong stranglehold on its people, um, at least that we're able to see in the mainstream, right? Like you could say maybe Iran is worse, but we don't necessarily see as much coming out of there. Obviously. Uh, North Korea is the, is the most uh, dictatorial and autocratic and awful regime in the world at this point. But as far as like power globally, it's China, right? And when you see this going on in China and you think about all of the uh, talk and rhetoric here in the United States or, or in the West about the possibility of autocracy... Um, and we've talked about it, right? Like even the COVID lockdowns here, we were like, "Yeah, that's fucking autocratic, and you can't goddamn do that." It gives me it gives me hope for the for 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 us domestically that like because we're still so fucking free at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Compared to a yeah. place like China, and like it's it's still there's still uprisings even in a place like that. It makes me go. We can't sit back and do nothing when our government fucks us over and tries to pull this bullshit. But it is a little bit more encouraging because if they can do it, why the hell can't we? Oh, no, exactly. Yeah. So I don't have it saved, but I saw this tweet that was talking about this. You want to talk about the dynamics of a democracy and us protesting and then an autocratic country that's authoritarian, authoritarian like China. Um, I saw someone on Twitter and they were like, the people in China are protesting after three years of COVID lockdowns. The pussies in America uh, couldn't even last three months. <laughs> and it was like, well, wait a minute. Like, you're, say- you're kind of saying the quiet part out loud because the people here all of a sudden were fed up after three months because they didn't want to be in the position <laughs> of being locked down for three years. And it also cracks me up that so many people now are praising the people of China for standing up to their oppressors in protests over the same exact thing that we called people in Canada and America racist and everything and like tried to and took their bank accounts in Canada and like stifled financial like their finances and labeled these people as racist and went after everyone here so hard for protesting the same damn thing. And it's insane how the media narrative can just switch flip a script. And or flip a switch and just change that just night and day. Well, yeah, because honestly, I can't even think of like a, a coherent reason why they would why they would flip a narrative like that. Because it, it it's is wasn't because wasn't it at the time like when COVID first started, it was like if you tried to say that it came from a lab, you were racist against Asians, right? Remember that. 
Right, but saying that they're dirty people who eat bats out of a wet market isn't racist. Right, right. It's just I don't. Yeah, I don't understand the logic behind it. Most like most of the time, because you have, you because you you, we talked about the Iran protest in um, at the World Cup, you know, last week, and it's like if you try to say that there are factions of 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 Islam that are like really bad on women's rights and gay rights you get accused of being a xenophobe or 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 an islamophobe but when the actual people in iran or in this case you know at the world cup representing iran do it now they're strong and brave it's just like it just it goes back to you know the book that we've referenced now countless times you know manufacturing consent just worthy and unworthy victims Mm -hmm. it's all based on the narrative of what the media tells you who is worthy of being appalled over oppression and the ones who are it's like that don't even talk about it and that's essentially it seems like what's happening like we're praising people for doing the exact same thing in china right now who did the same thing here and just because the the time length the timing when at the time you know people were like praising china for their lockdowns mm-hmm. while the people here are freaking out mm-hmm. not wanting to be locked down and we they freaked out and then they helped move the scale and push it along and shorten you the were, time span you were an, being you were an evil conspiracy theorist covid denier murderer right if you said that in you know may of 2020 or June, hey, these or June of 2020. These lockdowns seem a little draconian. You shut up and stay home. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and, and stay it's, home, save lives. It, Heroes it, work here. Now you even now you even have Fauci. Finally, it is. I mean, slow down, dude. It is December first of 2022. You finally have Fauci going. Well, maybe, may, maybe it came from a lab. May, maybe, right. <laughs> And not only that, like uh, now all these different studies are coming out and how just how detrimental the lockdowns were to people like suicide rates are up. Kids education is down. Violence and crime is just getting big in a lot of a lot of cities. It's just, yeah, it's we're seeing the negative effects of what a lockdown did to us. Like the polls, Jack, the um, oh, man, the words escaping me. The psyche, the psyche of the American people. We're seeing the after effects of what happens when you isolate and lock everyone down. So imagine, just imagine what it's like in China. Imagine being locked down for virtually three years. Yeah, and it, 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 the interesting thing is that, like, what's going on in China as far as these lockdowns, economically, it's actually good for us. I mean, it's it, it, a lot it, of reshoring it, happening. Like, yeah. Biden just accidentally stumbled into a dark room and found a win. <laughs> what's, what's this thing on the floor he just found a found a, an economic victory because of it so i mean look i'm in support of it at Jesus the end of what you just do at the end of the day i don't it's probably not going to amount to much i don't think this is going to be like some sort of giant uprising where all of a sudden uh the, the the Chinese switch to you know a democratic republic like we have here uh but I mean, we've we've talked multiple times about like most people can only put up with so much oppression before they finally, uh, you know, 
rise up. And then usually the United States is involved in some sort of coup to <laughs> to to continue to push that, uh, like we saw with a lot of what happened with the Arab Spring. Uh, what was that? I don't know, eight years ago or whatever it is now. I don't even know what day it is today. Um, and so maybe we can expect to see some of that. Who the hell knows? And that's interesting because, you know, like like I was saying before we hopped on the show, all the Western countries, we were all protesting just a couple months into the, uh, like, like protesting, not necessarily just COVID. The COVID protesters were told it was unsafe that they were all congregating. And then the George Floyd protests happened. And then those were okay because they were outside. And that launched protests in all the Western countries all over the world. And these autocratic countries were telling their people, yep, see what happens in a democracy? It's a mess. Look at them. They're burning down their cities and they're just treating their cops like shit and this and that. And it took three years, but now we're seeing these massive protests and all of these super oppressive regimes like Iran and China and Mos and like, you know, Russia. And it's just interesting to see that now it's happening there and like the protests there are good, but the protests here are bad. When it was the people protesting COVID, they were all trying to kill grandma. And then but protesting, but the George Floyd protests were okay if you were on one side of the spectrum, but then on the other side, blocking the streets in Lansing, Michigan and protesting here was good. But then the George Floyd George Floyd protests were bad. Well, that's and that's that's just it. That's where I think a lot of, particularly people in the West, have this weird this weird disconnect. The heart of the protesting that took place here uh, in America, we'll call it from you know the late winter of 2020 all the way up through. I guess you could say till today. <clears throat> um, were for very similar reasons. I mean, like less, uh, um, l- less, you know, direct autocracy, but it was like it was the threat of autocratic policies that a lot of people were protesting. Uh, I think you could even say that there was a, an, an inkling of that, even even at an event like January sixth. Now, that's. That doesn't mean they were. That doesn't mean those protesters were correct. They were obviously dumb. Like it was. It wasn't the same thing. But at the end of the day, it all kind of boils back to like this distrust of government and this fear of uh, dictatorship and, and autocracy taking over our democracy. And what's interesting is that we have this these two sides of the same coin. Whether you're a conservative or or a progressive. You're you're afraid of the same thing, but you're just only afraid of the other side doing it, and not really right. not not really realizing how guilty you how culpable your side is in, in right. the same thing, which is which is ultimately going to lead to what it, whatever it is that you're protesting against. Yeah, and for example of that of the, the flip the two sides, like when uh, when Trump was going after Julian Assange, the whole left freaked out, saying journalism is being attacked. But now Biden is going after Assange even harder, and the left just isn't even talking about it. You know, it just that the two sides of the way a narrative works out on something. You know, and uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say next. Uh, Jay just asked, "Do you think if people block in the streets, 
Do you think if people are black in the streets, should they get ran over? I actually have two answers for this. I have two answers for this question. The first one is morally, absolutely not for any reason. But personally, when they're in my way, goddamn it, I want to run them over. <laughs> get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, yeah. So it, it comes down to, I guess, if you ask the majority of Americans, it depends on if they think the protest is worthy or not. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because if someone was, if someone ran over, well, for, Perfect example. A person at the Charlottesville protest ran over protesters and killed someone. And then on the flip side, what was it just recently? Uh, That one guy ran over that Republican teenager Mm -hmm. because he thought that he, because they ultimately ideologically disagreed. And so it happens. But uh, I think Jay's point is more like, because he just, he just said this. Protest. I think it, I think it's more point. More of his point is like, just, just get the hell out get of the home. way. <laughs> get the hell out of the way. I'm trying to go home for the love of God. But at the same point, Jay, I'll push back on that a little bit because obviously, if they're protesting in the middle of the street and blocking the street, it's having more of an effect. Yeah, it's getting your attention, yeah, so. whether you agree with their uh, statement or not. They're. I mean, I agree though. If, if if I don't agree with the cause or like I just don't give a shit about whatever the hell they're protesting about, I really just want them to get the hell out of the way. <laughs> I just want to go home. Yeah, it's insane. Play uh, Xbox. Watch the hockey. I just want to go home and play Xbox. Watch the hockey. Yeah, no, it's, I guess, yeah, it's it's frustrating because it's a very subjective answer or very subjective question. It's like, do you think it's something worthy of protesting in this street or not? And I guess that just, it's just based on your own personal, you know, morals and everything like that. Like right now in China, they're blocking the street in their protests and Everyone's happy about it because it's a communist regime. Mm-hmm. But go blast the streets in Lansing during COVID, and you're going to have the whole left freaking out, crying about ambulances. But well, then go black the streets in Minneapolis uh, for a black person getting killed by police, and all the right's going to be crying about ambulances being blocked. About the uh, the uh, truckers. Oh yeah, the truckers in Canada. So yeah, it's just, those were just a bunch of racists and uh, fascists that were just. There to just rabble rouse and create a scene. It's really interesting how, like, I, I I don't know if Jay feels this way. Maybe he just feels that way about all protests. But I think as I think as a general rule, most people would totally support blocking the streets for a cause that they support and want to run people over for a cause that they don't support or are against. Uh, I happen to be on Jay's yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It's a very, it's a very way, subjective but. question. Yeah, it's it's. I guess it's what you personally think is morally advantageous to create a scene like that. You know, like if you think it's worthy of your cause. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it's it's frustrating. Like when the uh, when the protests in Lansing, Michigan happened, and I was more pissed off about the people blocking the streets than I was about the people standing on the Capitol steps with their guns. Because they were there just uh, lawfully protesting, but I was pissed off about the people black in the streets, even if it was over draconian uh, autocratic policies that made everyone stay home and said you couldn't get to drive with papers. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I had to have papers in my fucking car. I don't. I think I don't think I ever actually carried those. <laughs> I just had it in there, dude. That's what a wild fucking time. Yeah, it, was, man. it was a pretty interesting time, wasn't it? Uh, what's the end game for you? What's um, the, sorry, say it again. What's the uh, what's what do you think the end game is here for these uh, protests? And in, Jesus, China? in uh, China, 
I know that the CCP is already starting to like backpedal on their whole zero COVID policy, but I feel like they've boxed them boxed themselves in a corner overall. The CCP they got to this, yeah, the CCP, they backed them boxed themselves into this corner where they made everyone think that COVID was so bad that they had to stay home and they they implemented a bunch of serious authoritarian policy under the guise of safety. Which is generally what authoritarian governments do. We're going to keep you safe. Follow these rules, yeah. And you never you know, get and you never get your freedom back after after you accept those. The great wise uh, founding father Benjamin Franklin said, "It's uh, what did he say? Uh, you can't temp uh, giving up temporary free or giving up freedom for temporary. If you give up freedom for temporary safety, you will have neither." Yeah, I don't know if that was the syphilis talking or, <laughs> <laughs> but those are wise fucking words from that guy. Should have used some of those goat skin rubbers there, Benny. Probably should have. I just, yeah, I just called him Benny. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so it's interesting to see, you know, like just on the grand macro scale of all of these different protests happening in these other countries, like the Iran one is happening too. And that was over a woman getting killed because her hair was showing. And the ones in China got kicked off because in China, they were literally welding doors shut on apartment buildings if someone had COVID in it. And one of them caught on fire and a bunch of people died. The video is horrific. Dude, I know there were, here's the thing. This is just a little side tangent. I've like looked at some of these videos on Twitter of them like supposedly uh, welding doors closed. I know they were blockading doors, but like every like the three videos that I saw, this guy had like a torch and it wasn't even like it wasn't even touching the door, and it was like a ten second clip. I'm not sure they were actually welding doors shut. No, they were. I saw videos like when COVID first happened because as a hey brightness. Uh, because that was one of the things that made me think, holy shit, this virus is absolutely devastating because it's making China weld people into their apartments. You know what? That's the other thing. Re- remember how much, uh, remember how much we were, we were touting the way that the Chinese handled this virus at the beginning. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember them foaming so streets and stuff like that? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. And they, they had supposedly eradicated it. Well, that's, and that's, what's so interesting is like the, the, uh, yeah, because yeah, remember we were all in lockdown and they supposedly eradicated it and everyone's like, see, why can't we just fucking stay home? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because I mean, and, and anybody that you see, you know, uh, the, the, the blue, the blue check brigade, which are, is going to change ultimately under Elon, but that's neither here nor there. It's still eight, the same. Eight bucks a month. Still the still the same. Still the same as of today. But the blue check brigade that wants to defend what the Chinese are doing, they are the very same people that were that are losing their shit over the way that we're treating different protests here. You know what I mean? I, I think that's I think that's what you were getting at earlier on yeah 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 absolutely it's just it's insane how the how the script is flipped <laughs> i just oh man anyway just, on to the next one we're just a rock hurling through space with no rudder dan <laughs> we're all just trying our best don't i love it uh Should anyway we... you want to move on yeah biden goes off the biden rails. goes backing off unions. the rails and backing unions Biden so, goes Reagan, as is what I like to say. That sounds like a name of like a like Joe a, Reagan. <laughs> that's too close to Joe Rogan. We don't want to do that to our our good buddy Joe. Uh, <laughs> now, which Joe are we talking about? <sighs> yeah, it's like it, it, this one, is Dan? this is basically. I'm not going to say the racist uh, or the racist. 
this is this is basically only one's really kind of racist. The other one, they just tried to fabricate that he was. Yeah, I can't believe Joe Biden hasn't accidentally said the N word yet on camera <laughs> somewhere. I just can't. No, he, he just says things like poor folk are just as smart as white folk. <laughs> poor folks are just as smart as white folks. And corn pop is good, buddy. Corn pop. The kids used to touch my curly, my curly white hairs on my legs. My hairy legs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, Joe Biden is Ronald. That's my president. Are we? Are we allowed to say that uh, Joe Biden is basically Ronald Reagan? Yeah. So for the reason I was saying that for context, in the eighties, that when the labor movement was in a steep decline, there was one labor. Uh, it was the uh, air traffic control labor union, and they were uh, striking, I think, for, was it better pay or was it for the same thing virtually? Just like uh, sick days and stuff like that. I forget what it was exactly, but they said they wanted to protest. And the Reagan administration basically said, no, fuck you. We need to get those airplanes in the air. And they said that it was going to be an unlawful protest or an unlawful strike. And they striked anyways, and Reagan just fired all of them. Fast forward to 2022, we have old Joe Biden, who claims to be the most labor-friendly president since Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And here he is, cucking out to a monopoly of the train union, of the train uh, industry, like the rail worker, like the railroad industry, uh, because he's finally has inflation, not necessarily under control, but it is starting to slow down. Gas prices are starting to slow down. And what this would do would just spit in the face and completely negate any sort of economic gains that he has made under this administration, which aren't are marginal at best. If we're going to be honest, it's still not as good as it was before he became president, but it's starting to trend in the right direction. And this would completely undo it. And so instead of letting, instead of letting, uh, the workers negotiate their contract with a big corp with these big corporations. They are going to impose more government regulations on them and tell them that it's going to be unlawful for them to strike. And now what's, what's really frustrating about this is right now in our country, labor unions have a huge uh, sway and it's more popular than it has been in 50 or 60 years. I think it's almost 70 years that unions have had this popularity where the workers are rising up that, tell the big corporations to fuck off. And I think that ultimately uh, from a fundamentally libertarian point of view, I think less government is better. I think that the workers should be able to negotiate their contracts in good faith with their employees or employers without the government intervention. But we're seeing Joe Biden tell them that they can't do it. And it's frustrating because when they say, well, yeah, I mean, if the rails close down, then we're not going to be able to get the uh, chemicals to treat water out west, and all these, and then there's not going to be food on the tables for millions of Americans, and this and that. And putting pinning the blame on the workers who don't even want more money; they just want sick days. These workers who are the backbone of the infrastructure that get all of our fucking goods and services across the country are now being blamed. Because they just want a couple sick days that they're not there's not gonna be food on the table for people. When in all reality, you have these rail companies who could just hire more people and give these people sick days. 
And they were literally being held over a barrel for this. And instead of holding them to task, we're blaming the workers. And now it just passed before we came on the air that the, the, that the house of representatives and the Senate, both rise at this moment, democratically controlled said that those workers cannot protest and then they also tried to pass another bill that they would implement that the government says they have to have seven sick days and then that failed. So now these workers illegally can't strike or legally can't strike and they also don't get their sick days. So good job, Biden. Here's great I mean, job. Here's right out of the Reagan playbook. Here's the silly here's the silly thing to me. It's just I, I don't I don't really understand how not just Joe Biden, but the entire federal government can sit there and think that they can flex here. Because no, that's the problem is they can, but they're doing it and they're cucking out the corporations. But but here's but here's who who ultimately holds the power in this situation. If the government wasn't involved, the people, the rail workers hold the power. Yeah, I if mean, the government did not get involved. The look, rail workers absolutely if hold the power. They still hold the power, Corey, because. Joe Biden and, and and the House and the Senate can come can come can come up with some bill that say what's well, unlawful for you to walk away from your jobs. Okay, what are you going to do? Autocracy in, autocracy out. What what are you going to do if they do? What are you going to do? You're going to throw all of them in prison? You're going right. to fine every one of them individually? You want to talk about people pushing back against autocrats? You want to talk about what's going on in China? What we just talked about 15 fucking minutes ago? Right, like. Do, do you do you really think? Shut up and get back on that train, boy. Do you really think that the American people are gonna are gonna have any sympathy for the federal government in this situation? Should they decide to, I don't know, prosecute rail workers for walking off the job simply because they want six day, sick days? Right, and I don't think that necessarily get like prosecuted and so any sort of civil court case or you know uh criminal court case but they would just get fired it would be the same thing that happened with reagan and the air traffic controllers okay um but what's uh what was i gonna say i lost train of my, i lost my train of thought damn good luck but like good luck filling those shoes i thought you were gonna say good luck finding it <laughs> my train of <laughs> my train of thought is off the rails like this God damn fucking strike like, tobacco. Good, I mean, good luck, good luck filling in the skills of rail workers. Like Joe Biden deep down has to know that if all these motherfuckers walk off this job, you you fucked. And ultimately at this point, out of spite, I hope they do. It's gonna suck for us, but it's gonna really, really suck for us. But I'm hundred percent. No, I mean what workers. honestly, I, I there's there's a better case scenario here. I mean, they could call the federal government's bluff. I mean, I hope they do. And I hope that's what this is or all this turns out to be. Shit like this has happened before. All right. So in the, it was like 1910. It was, it also involved the rail industries. And now we're talking about like what, three or four. There's like CSX. um, There's, that's the only one I can think of right now. It's still one of those like multiopolies. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like a duopoly. There's like four or five. Triopoly. A quadopoly. In 1910. Uh, Taft, the president, that there was was he he was he was he before or after Teddy Roosevelt? He was after Teddy. He was after Teddy. But what's interesting is he was actually a bigger trust buster than Teddy was. And then Teddy though. ran against him for the Bull Moose Party, which got us 
uh, Wilson, which fucked everything. And that's another story for another day. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but so the man Elkins act of 1910 was something that was put in place and it took away the rights of States, you know, objectively and gave it to the federal government. And they were regulating uh, rates for shipping, you know, goods, goods across state borders. They wanted to make it towards a simple, like a same rate, no matter what state you were in, because at the time, the rail company, based on the regulations in each individual state, could charge more or less as they pass through each state. And he wanted to make that more efficient, more fluid. And some of the rail companies were putting up a fight against it. So Taft sent in his attorney general and said, I think this is before they knew if the vote was going to get passed or not. He can't, they, His attorney general, I forget the guy's name, he went to these rail companies and goes, look, I can't tell you that this, that this act is going to pass or if it isn't. But if it doesn't and you guys don't play ball, then we're going to have Taft coming at you for a trust issue and we're going to break up all of your rail companies. And guess what? They fucking fell in line. I'm sick and tired of seeing it put on the workers. I'm sick and tired of seeing it put on the citizens, just like we said before the show started, like climate change. I'm tired of it being put on you or I for using fossil fuel vehicles and not electric vehicles. And it's our fault for climate change. Just like right now, it's the fault of the workers. They're they're the way the narrative in the media is right now is they're afraid of a slowdown happening with the rail industry because the rail industry thinks there might be a strike, so they're going to stop shipping shit around, and so it's the workers' fault. Fuck that. It's and it's, that when I was so at work earlier the, today. Go the, ahead. The, the the thing the thing that is just that is so infuriating about this entire situation is that. You know, it's the Joe Bidens and the Bernie Sanders and the squad that sit there and talk about the workers and the unions and how much they and how much they care and, and how much they de- how much they deserve. And now and then they all fucking voted that to make it unlawful for them to strike. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry, be- I didn't mean to finish your wh- sentence, but I'm getting no. more pissed as I think about it. Why? Because at the end of the day, it hurts the Democratic Party for the rail lines to shut down. When, because it then when gas all you need. Corey, it, 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 and that is just the whole thing about the federal government and particularly the politicians involved in it just being more just just being honest about fucking anything. If Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden came out and said, you know, we really support the workers and we're on their side and we think that they should get this uh, these seven sick days or whatever the hell it is that they're asking for, and if they don't get it, um, the rail lines might be shut down. And you know what? It's going to hurt the economy and it's really going to suck. And it's not the workers' fault. It's the big monopoly. Just that little bit of fucking honesty. But they can't do that because if they do that and the. And Biden the- said something in some milquetoast statement like that. He's like, I always support the workers and I always support the label. But listen, folks. Folks. We're talking about people not being able to get water in California and this and that. And it's like. Then hold the fucking corporations to task. You can't just pretend like, oh, I'm doing what I can. Getting involved is hurting the workers. What you just said is a beautiful is a beautiful example of why when conservatives try and sit there and talk about the Democratic Party 
being fucking socialist, you're dead fucking wrong. They are so much further right than you think they are. They're a complete, I don't mean to sound like Jimmy Dore here, but they are utterly anti-worker. They are utterly anti-union. They don't give a shit about the worker. And now we're at a situation where, where the Republican Party has an unbelievable opportunity to step forward and be the party of the worker. But what's the Republican Party going to do? They're going to do the same thing that they do every single goddamn time the the, the Democratic Party fucking tees one up for them. They're going to swing and miss, and they're going to strike out again because they don't ever know how to take advantage of these situations because they are so worried about uh, kowtowing to their little base, just their tiny little base, that they can't just get more well, broad broad with their with their politics. Well, that's the thing is their base. You're talking about if we want to talk about the Democrats, their base isn't the working class anymore. It's elitists and and you know rich people on the. Yeah, that's the why. Coast. That's why they're not socialists. They're just not. Yeah, they're not. Uh, workers were asking for a handful of sick days per year. Biden and the Senate said no. And it wasn't as if workers were asking Congress to intervene on their behalf. No, this was the White House and management and union bosses teaming up to use federal law to force workers to accept contracts that they rejected in negotiations. And then people in D.C. wonder why working Americans think the system is rigged. Who do you think said that? I'm going to guess it was a Republican. That's Josh Hawley. Yeah. And he's right. I wouldn't have never guessed Josh Hawley, but <laughs> right. No, he he said he goes. He voted yes for the seven sick days, and he voted no for the intervention. Interesting, isn't that interesting? Right. Isn't yeah. that well, interesting? You see the GOP isn't that interesting? Is positioning themselves. Hold on. Isn't that interesting that Josh Hawley is to the left of Joe Biden on labor? What are we talking about here? Technically, the whole vote, all the Republicans were, all the Republicans voted no. All the Democrats voted yes. This realignment is insane. Make, it's crazy. Isn't that absolutely fucking insane? So I was at work today. And when I was first thinking about it, before I started to get a little heated, I was like, well, you know, it makes sense. You got to keep the economy running and this and that. But no, no, as I think about it more, more, no, fuck that. This president told people they can't protest for their rights when in all reality, Less government was going to get these people their fucking rights, and more government stopped it. <laughs> the pro union, the pro union Democratic <laughs> you, Party told unions they can't protest. You look like you just talked yourself. In, you talked yourself into a brain melt. Like your brain melted as you said that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's just what the fuck, what the fuck. We saw the biggest resurgence of unions forever, and I was here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's 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 been and this just pulled the wind right out well, of the sails. And the other thing too is Corey, it's been mostly quashed by what the media, by the I mean I, I mean when's the last time CNN or even MSNBC talked about Amazon strikes, or 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 Starbucks strikes? The, the, these supposedly you know leftist outlets, right? Like you, you like it's it's and that and that's what frustrates me so much about the way conservatives talk about Democrats or even talk about CNN or MSNBC. It's like. They're not fucking leftists, dude. They're just not. They're corporate fucking beltway bureaucratic sellout assholes. They're not leftists. They're awful for different reasons than being leftists. Yeah, it's it's fucking gross. 
Like he, there's so many tools in his toolkit he could have done, but he just went the most politically convenient way because he doesn't want his gas prices going back up and he doesn't want inflation to go back up. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about, it's all about 2024, right? It's all about like, what is, what does the, what does the moderate think? That's, that's, I mean, that's at the end of the day. What does the moderate elitist think? Right. I don't even know if it necessarily needs to be an elitist, but like what it, in in a, in a in a in a fucked up way it does make sense right because you know we you know we look at the polling and it's like what do the american people care about it's like they care about the economy they care about gas prices you know they these are these are the kinds of things they care about and joe biden with with a situ, with with a scenario like this is governing like he knows that that's what the american people care about but then when 2024 rolls around what do you think the democrats and Republicans doesn't even matter are going to campaign on. They're going to campaign on culture war bullshit. Yeah. So it's like you're making and the Republicans the wrong- are going to be able to come out and say we voted no against the government intervening in your strike. You're making the wrong decisions on the issues that actually matter now. When you just had a midterm, if you're Joe Biden and the Democrats, that ultimately turned out to be a pretty significant win. I mean, probably the best loss you could ever ask for. Right, uh, it was like an OT loss. They still got points. Yeah, they still yeah. They got they got like an OT loss in hockey. They they still got a point out of it. Uh, and I do I don't know. It's just it, every day it changes and it boggles my mind how they just no matter what it is, no matter what the scenario is, no matter what the public perception is, they always 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 get it wrong. They get it wrong every time, every single time, and then. Right. Republicans can't even come in and take advantage of it, and that is why this two-party system is fucked, and that is why every single episode, at least once, you're going to hear at least one of us say, it's it's just like, enough with this bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just sad. You know, like, there was this literally, do you think this is the end to the union movement right now? This is just sends a huge message that it doesn't matter if you're a part of your union or not. It doesn't mean shit that the government. Dude, can tell you I do I mean it's sad. It's sad to say, but like I maybe it's just the cynic in me. But I think I think it might be because we, we've already we've already lost um, anybody, including us. Like let's be honest, Corey. You and I haven't been any better on like reporting updates on the Amazon strikes and the Starbucks strikes. Obviously, the mainstream media isn't going to do it. I mean, even publications that we're covering it hard, you know, even people like like Jimmy Dore that like, I mean, he's basically hey, he hasn't. I haven't heard him talk about it in months either. It's like, it's just so weird how these things just cool and go away, and then that is exactly what these Beltway elitists want. They don't care how it goes away. They don't care who's right yeah. or wrong. They just want it to go away, and eventually, somehow, they always win, and it always goes away every time. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a huge blow to the worker. It sucks. It sucks. And what pisses me off the most is how it's when Biden his justification is there's not going to be water in California and that's the worker's fault. Well, that's that's the, the bullshit. The worker who just wants 7 sick days a year. Corey, that's the bullshit that they always pull. If this happens, people will die. That's always what they do. Somehow Dude, I somebody's almost bought it. Die. I was at work today just like, oof, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Could you imagine trying to choose between those two options? It's like choosing between shit, a bucket of shit or a bucket of piss. But no, it's it's pretty crystal clear. Just stay the fuck out of it. Corey, you know what All it is? All he had you to do is at the end of the day, 
You know, you know what it is at the end of the day? It's a bullshit sales pitch. It's 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 yeah. always this it's always this like doom and gloom sales pitch. You see it all the time. You see you you know where you see it most often is in like the diet and exercise industry, right? I I guarantee you anybody who's listening has seen these somewhere on YouTube or Facebook or or Twitter or Instagram. You see these ads from these uh, these workout companies that are like, "I have this secret ingredient for why you can't lose weight." And it's it you know you, you you're you're fucked without this one ingredient you'll never lose weight there's something wrong with you there's something wrong with your body and and, and if, if you don't buy this product then you'll never lose the weight you want to lose and the way that our government pitches this this doom and gloom bullshit is the exact same type of sales pitch they they convince you that you have to have this thing and if you don't have this thing you'll never be happy and then you get that thing and you're still not fucking happy because it was bullshit from from the from the get go yeah it is it is just it's uh it's just frustrating to where it's like is that all it is just all- frustrating <laughs> It's so it yeah just an apathetic response yeah you know it's all Biden had to do with it was you know the in the messaging like I support these workers if there is a strike we're talking about a we're talking about an industry that may, that is recording record profits in the billions of dollars seven days of work seven days of sick pay for these workers would cost them roughly three hundred twenty one million leaving them billions on the table still. And as the, you know, like me, if I was the president, as the president, I stand with the working man. You know, like if these guys actually try to play hardball and not give these, give these uh, workers this simple uh, request, then maybe it's time to look into the monopoly of the railroad industry. Because that's who this is ultimately on. But no, instead he just fucking blames the workers. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they strike, then geez, there's not going to be water for people in California, folks. Like, fuck you. They, they get just... Guess, guess you better get FEMA involved. You think he took down his FDR photo in his office? <laughs> Fucking better. <laughs> not at all. He's going to be the. He was. He's supposed to be the new FDR, Corey. That's what he said. Next FDR. You know, we should have saw the writing on the wall. When he was talking tough about the Amazon uh, union strikes or the Amazon union like plans, and he's like, "Go get him" or whatever, and then his press secretary came out and was like, "Well, he didn't really mean that. No, no, no. The writing was on the wall then. We should have saw it. We should have known that he was going to cuck out to a corporation." And I almost bit it. I was at work, like, "Oh yeah, you know, I mean, it's a tough call. I I don't know what I would do, but no, no, fuck that. You could be busting up these." monopolies you could be playing real hardball with them being like fine you want to do this then it's it's game on my attorney general is going to come after you hard but no blame the people that just want to see their kids yeah i mean the monopoly thing is is a little remember let's really drive that point home these guys weren't striking over more money Mm -hmm. right they were striking because they wanted sick days to go to the fucking doctor yeah if they did biden comes out and goes well we can give you one day what? What I mean? Oh, what? Then I, oh, oh, no, and I not, said then Biden and the the tentative deal. Remember Biden? Yeah, was no, like I'm, the, I'm questioning Biden. Like what? One day? Yeah, what? One day? Yeah. All right, let me plan being sick on December sixth. You know, next year. 
It's, it's gross. It's so dude. it's so weird. It's anybody, gross, and, and you're seeing the Republicans position themselves to be the party of the worker, and they're gonna fuck it up. And they're gonna fuck it up. They're gonna fuck it up because they're if just it's the a other bunch wing of Josh the Hallies, They might. I mean, the voting, but what? I don't know. Will they? Because well, what they is didn't what is Josh Hawley? Like, let's just say Josh Hawley takes this and he actually runs with it, and he becomes like the Republican version of Bernie Sanders or something like that. Him and Marco Rubio, both, they're all out there now. I don't know, like how much. It, like Marco Rubio says, the railways and workers should go back and negotiate a deal that the workers, not just the union bosses, will accept. But if Congress is forced to do it, I will not vote to impose a deal that doesn't have the support of the rail workers. Look, here's the thing: if 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 people like Josh Hawley and Marco Rubio and whoever the hell else decides to join this movement and the Republican Party, if like if they're actually serious about this, I will support them in that. Yeah. Uh, here's 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 the thing though. Here's what'll happen. I'm not red v blue. I'm left v right. Republicans take Republicans take power again. What happens? Do they turn into what Bernie Sanders and the squad have become for the Democrats? I would venture to guess. Yes, that's exactly what'll happen. That's why they'll fuck it up. They, they, whenever whenever one one whenever one of these parties throw tosses a softball to the other one, they swing and miss every single goddamn time. I can't I cannot see why this will be any different. And we need to remember December 1st at 8:25 p.m. I predicted that that's going to happen when when we're talking 5 years from now about how the Republicans squandered this opportunity and they'll toss another softball up to the Democrats, they'll swing and miss and around and around we go Corey until we all die. So why in the hell are we still talking about this? This is our last episode. Good night everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, what's next? You want to talk about Assange? You want to talk about uh, pedophiles everywhere? Uh, well, how far in are we? We're at 53 minutes. minutes. I, think we should, I think we should go with pedophiles everywhere. I think, I think we, could, we could potentially save Assange if we had to, because that's not yeah, going like away to, anytime soon. Yeah, that's soon. a good one to save. We can see, we let that one marinate a little bit. <laughs> Free, <laughs> we, we but real there, quick, this little cliff note. When we were sitting there talking about that, people are like, they were really just nonchalantly just talking about pedophiles being everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, just real quick though, I'll just just throw it out there. Right now, Julian Assange is still trying to be extradited to America yeah. over being just a journalist under who it would be protected by the First Amendment. And it started like Obama said that he didn't want to go after him. Trump went after him hardcore. Biden's attorney general and his administration is still trying to go after him and convict him. And he's in Britain right now, and they're trying to extradite him here for the Espionage Act, which is a super, super uh, overreach on the Constitution. And we'll get into all that next week. Yeah, I'll just say Cliff Notes, but, uh, Cliff Notes version for right now, the, uh, the New York Times is kind of like backhandedly backing up Assange now because they understand that if he fucking gets prosecuted, they, they, published all of they his work. get held account. They have to be held accountable too. They're starting to understand so there's that. There's a possibility of a, of a, of a notch in the belt for freedom in this country. That's freedom. around the corner. And uh, we'll talk about that more next week. That has very little to do with pedophiles, but maybe more than we realize uh, everywhere. So Balenciaga, we, Dan, yeah, this however is the you. fuck you say it, it's, I have a couple zeros short on my annual salary to afford anything from them. 
Yeah, this is uh, honestly like I barely even knew anything about this company because it's beyond my price range. It has absolutely nothing that I would ever wear or buy for my fiance that she would ever want to wear or carry around in a in handbag form. Uh, you know, you knew you you got into this a little bit deeper than I did. I have my opinions on it, so I'll I'll kind of let you set it up and and we'll go from there. Yeah, so Balenciaga, I don't even know how to say it. I think I'm saying it right. Balenciaga. Uh, Balenciaga. They are uh, under fire right now because they recently had an ad for some children's clothing, and the children were holding teddy bears that were in BDSM attire. And it looks very pedophilic. And that's not, and that, that part right there isn't just in its own little bubble. There's other ads that they had, like one had. Uh, Images of the oh man, I just had it. Don't you hate it when, yeah, the, when the court case, a, right? A court case of uh, Williams versus um, damn it, you know, Williams versus United you have States, everything right? queued up and then ads pop up. But, anyways, there was a court case about uh, pedophilia, like, vir- like virtual pedophilia versus real pedophilia that was on the uh that was like a court case that came out in like 2006 or whatever. And it was in one of their ads on a table behind a kid. And so like, there's some serious chicanery going on in, uh, over at Balenciaga and they're getting called out for what looks like pedophilia in their ads. And now they're trying to sue the ad agency and things like that. But do you do and you trust do you trust websites like factswithaz.com that are spreading this stuff all around the place? Oh, absolutely, Dan. I throw on that tinfoil hat and I get on there and I start reading it. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about Hollywoodunlocked.com? Or uh <laughs> hold on, I saw another really good one. Oh, where the hell did it go? What uh, is it? Oh, I had a really. Oh, here we go. Realfactsamerica.com. That's where I get all my news from, boy. <laughs> the blast. So, what even got me really going on this was I saw a uh, a meme shared by Babylon B, and it shows the Balenciaga scene with the BDSM bear and all this shit on the table, and in the background they photoshopped a uh, my pillow <laughs> in the background, and it says. <laughs> Celebrities cut ties with Balenciaga after my pillow spotted in photo shoot. <laughs> and so it just it had my mind real a little bit and I wrote that up. It's funny on the surface, but let's talk about it. In a country like ours where everything is so overpolarized, it leads us to a place where if there is any inclination of wrongdoing that isn't discussed in the on, in the proverbial town square, it is picked up and ramped up to the point of inconceivability in extremist conspiracy theory circles. When things like the Balenciaga debacle happened. People who are backed into their ideological corners are either blaming one sect of the country, claiming this is proof that everyone they disagree with is a pedophile, or they are outright ignoring these disgusting images for fear of giving the conspiracy theorists credence. How do we? How do these tears in the fabric of our society get repaired? Listen to Libservative now. That's what it says at the end. But it, it, Corey, it's 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 very much the you know. Um, it's 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 just like the sort of religious argument that you might have on the left and the right right like like somebody on the left might be really really willing to point out extremism in christianity right 
but we can't point it out in Islam because those people are brown and they're you know they're on our side kind of thing it, like this is just the same this is just to me uh, something very similar to that yeah it's just a on a macro scale just groupthink yeah you can't so let's set it up then so if you're on the right and you see this story you're going see this points out that Pizzagate was real and yep. you know all the elites all they're Democrat all elitists. pedophiles every single one of them they're all pedophiles but not our guy not uh, not Donald Trump right. who was also photographed with Jeffrey Epstein ignore those pictures with Donald Trump with Jeffrey Epstein but this picture with Bill Clinton oh, and Jeffrey Epstein yeah. just proves that Bill Clinton was a pedophile yeah which I'm saying he probably was but I'm also saying that Trump probably was as well and it does it just it it gets picked up and ran because it's not talked about. And then it creates this feedback loop that because it's not talked about, obviously there is something going on there. And then everyone starts lifting up rocks and then it just creates these crazy, crazy conspiracy theories around it to where let's be real. There obviously is some sort of elitist pedophile ring. Like the fact that Jeffrey Epstein had all these people in his books and on the pedo express going to his Island and Ghislaine Maxwell just got booked for 20 years for being a part of a, of human trafficking. Right. And on the and other side of that, even though does, you don't know the list, does that mean that every single person that fraternized with Jeffrey Epstein was a pedophile? No, I don't think it means that at all. I don't think it, you know, everybody who was seen photographed at a party with Jeffrey Epstein isn't automatically a pedophile. Now, you don't get to pick and choose who those people are based on your politics. Like, you don't just get to go, that's the issue. Bill Clinton did it, but Donald Trump didn't. You know, people are picking and choosing who they think is the pedophile based on their politics. And what that does, it just creates a bunch of noise. Meanwhile, human trafficking in our country and the hypersexualization of children is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And it, you and I. But so- when you make it to a party politics thing, it just creates this polarization, for example, around this. You would there is what's her name? Uh, Kim Kardashian just comes out with this milquetoast statement saying, "Like I'm going to reevaluate my relationship with Balenciaga." So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw up I'm going to throw one of the pictures up here. Don't worry. I'm mean, a trigger warning. It's not like don't worry. There aren't. There's, oh, this is here comes the FBI. This is an actual child porn. Everybody relax. Um, but I just, I just want people to kind of see like at, at a minimum it's fucking weird. Like if you haven't seen it. At a minimum, it's really, really weird. I mean, this is this is a, like a redheaded. I mean, what, what do you what do you think she is? Four years old, three, yeah. four years old, maybe holding a I would bear never, in BDSM. Ever buy a kid, my kid who's three, that bear, and I would never ever take a photo like that with him. Yeah, she's like, that. She, like it's not for anybody who's just listening. Like she's not naked. This isn't like literal child porn. But no, she's looking. She looks like she's in a large adult male T-shirt. Yeah, and you know, holding like, there's really, no skin or anything like that. But like, holding what a was really the point weird of this bear. messaging? I, I yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's just at 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 best, it's just really weird, and at worst, it's borderline sexualizing a child. Is that as yeah. that's how I would categorize it? Yeah, I'm not like when I look at this, I'm not like 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 open like really offended by it, but I'm like side eyeing it like a little like this is what, cringe. What, what message are you trying to convey with this picture exactly and that's that's what makes it super weird like if this was some like like art gallery that was trying to give a message and it wasn't like an open advertisement for a product maybe we could have a little bit more of a nuanced conversation about it 
but right. that's clearly not what this is. This is this is an advertisement of a little yeah, girl and- holding a teddy bear in fucking bondage. It's very, 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 very odd at best. I'll take it off the screen for anybody who's cringed by it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. It's really fucking weird. There's nothing. Yeah, and that's what's frustrating though is like human trafficking, like Michigan where we live. Human trafficking is one of the. It's like we're a hot spot for it. You know, we're on an international border. And things like that. Like we absolutely, a hundred percent. I I stand be, I stand behind the statement protect our children. Just like I stand behind the statement Black Lives Matter. Now the organizations that are bastardizing these movements and making money off them and stuff like that, fuck them. Mm-hmm. But it goes to the simple fact that we have an issue of pedophilia in our country. For example, we were just talking about Kitna right before we started the show. One of the quarterbacks from florida was getting busted for distributing which we don't really know what it was exactly we didn't reach into it too much but these things are happening the guy uh fucking what's the subway guy's name jared fogel yeah jared fogel you know like pedophilia is a real thing and it should absolutely be stifled in every single aspect possible well but when you add when you put that behind the scope of party politics and partisanship and polarization you're taking the wind out of the sail because now it's about you're attaching it to someone else's ideology so they feel that they have to defend it well and then it's 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 not just that Corey. i would you're right but i would extend it out to this idea that you 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 over evaluate everything and you not you personally, but like you know, when you have these when you have these ideas, and you're so you're so convinced that there's literally a pedophile behind every corner, around every corner that's going to kidnap and rape your kid, you 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 literally start to see it everywhere to where you you're constantly pointing it out. You know, like if you're Fox News, you're constantly pointing it out, or you're Breitbart or any of these conservative publications, you're constantly pointing it out to where it it just it gets to a point where it's so saturated that. Anybody who doesn't think that that's an issue doesn't take you seriously anywhere, including a bunch of noise, including yeah. in this Balenciaga ad that is really fucking weird at at minimum. And you, so you're going to get people that might have otherwise yeah, weird at, at this, minimum, nefarious at right maximum, at, yeah. yeah, at worst. Uh, but you're going to get people that have, get, have just gotten so inundated with 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 this i this ideology that. There's just a pedophile around every corner, and they're so fucking sick of hearing it. They're going to look at this Balenciaga ad and go, I don't really see anything wrong with it. You guys have yeah, been saying exactly. everything's pornographic, so I don't get it. And the word pedophile is up there with Nazi and racist. It's supposed to make you recoil. That if somebody's labeled that, it's like, ugh, that's just like, that's gross. And that's where, that's but where when it gets used over up. and over and over and over again in our country, everyone's a racist, everyone's a Nazi. Everyone's a groomer. Everyone's a fascist. Everyone's a groomer or a pedophile. Everyone's a groomer. Yeah. When everyone's a groomer, everyone's a racist, and everyone's a fascist, and everyone's a Nazi, then no one is. Nobody's any of those things. Yeah. And he, it 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 does. It just pause, get your emotions out of it. I mean, I guess it is a very emotionally driven topic, obviously. Like I have a three year old. Like I would literally I would be in jail if anyone, if I found out anyone touched my kid, mm-hmm. I would be in jail. I would be behind bars, but you 100%. don't. You don't. You don't run around thinking that every single person that that every single person into, is trying to touch my kid. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I promise you, there is uh, 
groomer rings and things like that. We obviously know this because of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. And are there people who are in elitist circles that are getting away with this shit? Probably, most likely. I would be surprised if there wasn't. But to well, like, think okay. that it's let's that let's, it's let's break down pedophilia. Okay, real quick, pedophilia isn't a party affiliation. Okay, Matt Gates, right. Donald Trump. Right. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter which party it is, but when we make it a party affiliated thing, you're making half the country just lose interest in what you're saying. Only it sucks that we have a duopoly like that. Only but that's Democrats what it is. are groomers. Only Democrats are 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 pedophiles. Yeah, it's Biden, just... who wasn't even allowed on the Lolita Express with Jeffrey Epstein. He's one of the only president, <laughs> the only one of the last four yeah, they, presidents. Who they hasn't didn't want him. They were like, plane. they were probably like, old Joe's really going to blow this up for us. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to. He's going to accidentally say something. Right. Uh, but yeah, so like, it's, I know it's real, but hold the horses. It's almost like a witch hunt. You know, it's, it's taking the, it's, it's getting in the way. Like you just like, like what was it? Uh, there's hotlines for like uh, pedophilia and stuff like that. And the FBI and stuff. And you hear these reports of their phones are just clogged up with calls because everyone thinks they're seeing a pedophile everywhere they go. It's mm. like, well, there's a witch. There's a witch. So now the FBI is backlogged with actually tra- trying to track down real cases because there's a million bullshit cases in front of it. You want to hear an interesting conspiracy theory? That's all That's all actual pedophiles. That's all actual pedophiles trying to trying to throw off the scent of the FBI from themselves by backlogging everything at the FBI. Right, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> you know, you know, calling everyone gay, but come to find out you you watch gay porn. Yeah, Jerry Falwell. Uh yeah. Uh you, well, one thing we were talking about with regards to this prior to the show was if you want like a great example of the other side's pedophiles but not me, you get a lot of this like this new equivalent what of what I would call of the satanic panic of the 80s, which is drag, right? Uh, you know, a drag queen in every school that our uh, brilliant Dana Nessel uh, attorney general in Michigan got say, got caught saying in jest. Uh, she wasn't being serious. But this whole idea that like drag queen story hour and like all these drag queens and these and and it and it ends up extrapolating into to actual trans people and 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 homosexuals that they are you know grooming all of our children, but then all of these really fucking weird southern conservative beauty pageants of like yeah, these like honey three boo-boo. four and five year old girls. That's oh, that's okay. Like yeah, I look sexualize at sexualize these three I, and four and five year olds and put them in clothes that a sixteen year old that would make a dad pull out his shotgun if his sixteen year old was wearing. Corey, it didn't take us two seconds when I asked you the question pre-show. What is more creepy and and more pedophile like? Uh, taking your child with you, your kid to a uh, we'll call it a family friendly drag show, which is just a man dressed in drag being funny. Maybe you play games or whatever. What's what's more groomer like groomer like behavior that or putting your daughter in one of these fucking over sexually over sexualized beauty pageants? It didn't take us more than two seconds to agree. It's the goddamn beauty pageants that yeah, are no, way absolutely. creepier. 
than yeah. Than now you know the drag queen show is like, like it's you know like I'm taking the words from Barry Weiss's wife, and she says you know Barry like the uh, this, this was people from the LGBTQ community. Barry Weiss is a woman. She has a wife. She's a lesbian. If you if I if I had to put that together for you, <laughs> <laughs> she she says like what makes her upset about it is drag is supposed to be taboo. Yeah. It's supposed to be sexy and fun and kind of and like, fun. you know, and like, Ooh, I'm not supposed to do this. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be bourgeois and you know, you know, they're wearing it's like burlesque and all this stuff. Like that's, that's what drag is. It's getting like milk toasted and put into mainstream and ruining the taboo of it because that's what it initially was by just bring it into mainstream media. It's mm-hmm. one less thing of a counterculture that people can use to revolt against society. I've, I like, I've, I've, it's been a long time. It's been like six or seven years, but I've, I've been to drag events. I've been to drag bingo. Like, yeah, drag queen bingo. It was, it's, it's fun and it's, it's definitely sexual, but this was a, this particular event was an event for adults. Adults. There weren't yeah. children there. Uh, so, like, I, I don't know. I just, I think I think I think there's a, a weird satanic panic going on with the uh, uh, with the, with the whole drag thing. Vegan Pretty Feet just said uh, they also have child drag shows, and so that's interesting you say that because I've never seen that, but I believe it. And me and Dan were actually talking about that right before the show too. That like the the uh, the drag queen or the yeah the drag queen library story hours and stuff like that. We were talking about how like the kids themselves, it's they probably could give two shits. It's it's the uh, the parents trying to virtue signal, showing themselves being inclusive, bringing yep. their kids to these things. Yep. And I feel like that that's almost the same thing that it's like, look at me, my kids, we're just, we're, we're pro LGBTQ. We're family friendly. Like we're all about openness and being open-minded and stuff like that. Trying to show and how I progressive think, they are. Yeah. And it's just like any type of like cultural family who makes their kids do all the homework to like they show that they're successful parents because their kids have all A's and things like that. It's just, I think a lot of that is the virtue signaling by the parents, not necessarily the kids. Yeah, I agree. I a hundred percent. That's, that's, but, uh, that's exactly I wouldn't is. put my kid in a child drag show, just like I wouldn't put my kid in a beauty pageant, you know, like it just, it's so fucking frustrating how everyone, everything has to be sexualized. You know, I have a three-year-old son, he sees his mom putting on makeup and painting his and painting her nails. So he says, I want to paint my nails. We don't sexualize it. We just put some paint on his fucking toenails. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> and we don't say, Well, this is what girls do. <laughs> do yeah, you yeah, want to yeah, be yeah, a yeah. girl? Or like, oh boys don't do that because a lot of musicians and boys do. It's weird that it's sexualized. Yeah. You know, that's what makes it fucking weird. Putting paint on your body isn't weird. We've been doing it since the Mayans and, you know, like every culture has done that. It's sexualizing is what makes it weird. And that's the thing. And that's, that's the satanic panic part of this. That's where like, like uh, people on the right are so overly cautious and conserve, concerned about it that it is, it is, it's, it's, it's almost like on the left, people calling everyone a racist. Right. Like if I if I'm, you know, obviously people can see me on camera. I'm a white guy. If I'm if I'm if I'm, you know, listening to rap in my Silverado and singing the lyrics and somebody sees that on video and they go, you're culturally appropriating the the black culture. (laughs) What are you dropping N words on the car? Uh, Maybe sometimes not not not, uh, 
In I context, never, of course. Dan, Dan's like, I never ever say the N word <laughs> unless I'm by myself in the car listening to Biggie. And then a black person cuts me off. <laughs> Don't you dare put that evil on me, Corey Walsh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's it. It's it's just this overuse of like the like groomer is just such a gross word to me. I don't like it. I think it's I think it's utterly overused when in in contexts where it shouldn't be. You know, I, I don't think that you know making the decision as a parent to take your kid to a family friendly drag show if they really are family friendly is 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 it's not not necessarily something I would do, but it. I don't really care if you do it. Like if you told me, "Hey, we're taking Corey to the drag show down at the uh, down at the library." Oh, Stoller Heights Library over here. Book, read some books. I'd probably make fun of you in jest off air, but <laughs> I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually no, give if, a shit. What if I dress up in drag and read to my child? If you just did that for no reason, I would think that that was kind of weird. But I, I wouldn't necessarily. Like, oh damn, Corey's marriage is probably on the rocks. <laughs> He's really into himself now. It's really weird. <laughs> oh man! But like, yeah, yeah it, it goes. It goes further than that too, though, Corey. Because like, you have you have all these attempts to like make things seem bigger than what they are. Um, there was there was an example of a story that I can't remember how long ago it came out. Maybe a month ago about um, a drag queen story hour, and there was this guy dressed in drag reading a book with his legs open and a skirt, and they put like. They 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 like blurred out the crotch to make it look like he was like exposing his balls and cock when to all really these kids. And yeah. I, and I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure it came out that like he was like just wearing biker shorts or like bike shorts or something like that. Like his balls and cock were not Maybe showing the- to these kids in a library. But like the, it, it's like it, and, and like the left does that shit all the time too. I, I'm not trying to say that this is only like a right wing thing. They always try to like make these vegan st- stories. Vegan said, "Well, if you take your kid to this to a strip club, what, what what if you take your kid to a strip club?" Yeah, I almost wanted to say, "Well, there's a difference because in one scene the boobs are fake, and in the other scene the boobs are real." But that's probably not true and, either. In the other scene, yeah, well, that's true. And then <laughs> and in one scene. The body parts are actually exposed. <laughs> you know, that's a little yeah. bit. It's a little bit different. Like me personally, I wouldn't do either. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, know what I mean? mean. Like it's, I don't. My kids over here watching Peppa Pig, making jokes about stepping in muddy puddles. You know, and don't get me even started on Peppa Pig because I think it's fucking terrible. You know, my kid is playing with cars. Like I don't. He doesn't need to be swayed in some sort of virtual signaling. Like, act. Oh, you mean you're going to teach your kid to be a free thinker? What a concept. I'm going to do my damnedest. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's it's absolutely insane that like, and that's the thing too, is like in this huge push to not sexualize our kids, we're sexualizing our kids. Yeah. Some of us even doing it by accident. Stop going into pizza places, trying to shoot the place up, searching for pedophiles. Stop, uh, thinking people are only pedophiles based on their party affiliation. It right. happens. That's let's, they, let's, like, let's th- take a pause and a breath and collectively talk about how child trafficking is bad, regardless of party. And that let's focus on that. That's like, 
the 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 what was it called? The, uh, but it is weird that a lot of celebrities did not come out against Balenciaga about this. Yeah, they're kind of trying to. That decide. is kind of weird. I mean, they make a lot of well, especially the Kardashians. They make a lot of money. She's uh, going to reevaluate her relationship with Balenciaga. But I, you brought up the the the, the PizzaGate thing, and and that is the, like the perfect example of overplaying bullshit that does not help your story with people that don't believe you. Like Jack Prasobiak or whatever the hell his name was from OAN going in with his camera phone and being like, can I go in the back? I need to see what's in the back. And the the restaurant worker's like, no, fuck you. We're cooking pizzas back there. <laughs> like you, you can't you can't go back there and him being like, well, this is really suspicious that they won't let me go. <laughs> they in won't the let back. me in the area and that's it, heavily regulated by the FDA. And it's just like it's just like now when there actually is like a child but pedophile see, ring that really exists because you did that bullshit, nobody's going to fucking believe you now. Right. Yeah. And it, it goes back to what I was saying about how like, and that's what's frustrating is like, cause you remember, you remember what led to that was the emails talking about hot dogs and pizza and all these really fucking weird emails Yeah, yeah. that came out. And when this stuff isn't discussed openly and honestly, regardless of party affiliation in the news, all it does is leave room for conspiracy theories to run wild. And we really need to work on that as a society and like focus on this and talk about it and stop looking at it through a lens of party politics. Mm-hmm. That's how we solve this issue. That's how we really fucking save the kids. It's not elitists on the left that are just doing this and the ones on the right are fine. And it's not just the elitists on the right and the ones on the left are fine. Cause you want to talk about drag queen? Look at Peter Cawthorn wearing bras. <laughs> you remember those pictures that yeah, came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he talked a little bit too much about his party, and they made him look like a fucking weirdo. Or Madison Cawthorn. Madison, Madison, Madison Cawthorn, Cawthorn, not Peter yeah, yeah. Cawthorn. The, yeah. uh, but you understood what I was saying. <laughs> you ableist. He's, so, <laughs> he's a guy in the wheelchair, right? You can be drag and be in a wheelchair, I guess. I'm not being an ableist. It's just not quite as sexy. I'm the ableist. Wasn't Ben Dreyfus saying that he wouldn't invite someone in a wheelchair to his orgy? And yes. everyone freaked out about him and called him an ableist. And he's like, I'm not an ableist. He goes, well, what is he going to do we, there? Can we, like, can, we, can we maybe like stop talking about the ableist part and start discussing the, the, the orgy part? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, master troll. I know. I'm running really out of good. gas, Dan. I know. Me too. I got to take a leak. Uh, this was a fun show. I had absolutely no notes, so I apologize to anyone who uh, thought I was underprepared for this episode, but I think we did pretty well. I think we should do this more often. I think once a month, I should come into a show with no notes, and we just roll. <laughs> we could just go back and forth and do that and just get each other's hot takes. Uh, yeah, but then I don't want you to rely too much on me. I'm a little less reliable than you are in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, we do have... By the way, uh, don't forget to mention the the new website. We're now uh, libservativeshow.com. So you can find all oh, our content yeah, yeah, there. That'll take, you, that. that'll take you to our uh, our pod page where you can find all of our content, all of our backlog. Um, as Corey updates that, he's going to tell you everywhere else you can find us. Libservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at LibservativePod. And you can find our transcripts at LibservativePodcast at WordPress.com. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast. 
And you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Reach out. Give us some topic ideas. And if you have one that we think is good, we'll give you a shout out on the show as we discuss it. And if you give us a five-star rating with a creative comment, we will read that on the show as well. What do you want to hear us discuss? Because we're just a couple of intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. He's trying to navigate through the political noise. (laughs) He's, He's been Corey Walsh. And he's Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative. And until next week, we are out of here. Peace. We the people cannot end that.